Will Aaron Donald finish his career with the Rams? That's coming up on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramily? Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are also available on YouTube. If you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, smash that like button, and most importantly, drop a comment down below. We want to hear all your Rams takes. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. You might know me for covering the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation, but I've been rocking with the Rams ever since they returned to LA. I'm loyal to the soil. And as always, to your left it is the legend. He is the Rams pre, half, and post game show host on the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710. He's entering his eighth year covering the team. Of course, you can follow him at Travis Rogers over on Twitter. Trav, what's going on, my man? I am ready. AD is talking. The schedule comes out later today. We get to chew on that. The Lions have the opening act with the Chiefs. There's a there's a lot going on. Jared Goff on opening night. There's there's a lot of Ram stuff rattling around in my head. Hey, lots of Ram stuff out there in the ether, and we're going to start with Aaron Donald. So AD, he spoke to the media yesterday, and we learned some very interesting stuff. One, I think the most important thing was that he had surgery. He said he's at 100% now. He's feeling good. He's been able to do everything he needs to do to get himself ready for the season. This is a guy that hasn't missed very much time at all. Missed two games before he went down with that high ankle sprain last season that ended his year. But I think the most interesting thing he touched on was the retirement rumors after last season when he was asked by reporters if he did consider retirement he said not really you never want to end your career that way it was basically it never crossed his mind so he said never crossed his mind he said not really Travis what did you make of his comments yesterday regarding his possible retirement I, I took his comments for, yeah, he did think about it. Yes, it did cross his mind, and he decided that he did not want to go out on a team that finished 5-12. Uh, and 12. I, I We were talking about this a little bit on, on my radio show the other day about Aaron Donald and his comments about whether or not he was considering retirement. And football is a little bit different than some of these other sports. That Aaron Donald is still at the very peak of his profession. He is still the best player at his position. He's still you know, one of the best players in the whole league. He is still an incredibly impactful guy. So I've always kind of looked at this through the lens of why would you ever leave when you are at the peak of your profession? And he is still that. Football obviously is different because of the physical toll it takes on your body. This is not playing Major League Baseball where, you know, you're standing in center field or third base or whatever. Nobody's hitting you upside the head, really, in the NBA. This is football where, you know, unfortunately – Stuff happens and happens quasi-regularly, so I understand the impulse to maybe want to get out while the getting is good. Aaron Donald has never struck me as somebody who wants to leave opportunities on the field. He still has opportunities with this team. He still has opportunities in the NFL. I uh, I was glad to hear him say that he really didn't consider it. I Look, I, I'm sure... After they won the Super Bowl, we know that he was thinking about it. I'm sure after dealing with the very first injury of his entire career, he was talking about that surgery, these back 100%. Aaron Donald had never been hurt before. Think about that. Think about how extraordinary of an accomplishment that is. Um, I'm glad that he's back. I'm glad that he's ready to go. I'm glad that he's hungry, and I'm glad that he wants to get back on a note that's not a 5-12 and 12 season. 
Yeah, no, exactly. I think that was the most important thing. I think it was a legacy play. You don't want to go out on a note like that. Coming off a Super Bowl win to go 5-12, and 12, this is a guy that has been indestructible yeah. throughout his career. But, Travis, that is why I cannot be a beat reporter. That's why I can't be a guy that sits <laughs> in that press room sometimes because I would have immediately raised my hand and said, wait a second. You changed your Twitter bio to saying ex-NFL defensive lineman. <laughs> you had your agent draw up a retirement a retirement paperwork that they sent to the Rams back in May that never made its way to the NFL. And you basically made it clear to the media that you would retire if Sean McVay retired, if they didn't bring back OBJ or Miller and guys like that. So I would say, are you really sure about that? Because I think you did contemplate retiring. Sure. And I think too, the biggest thing is I think he is a guy that he values legacy. I mean, Rodney Harrison speaking before the Super Bowl, when he talked about when he basically lit a fuel under those retirement rumors before that, he made it clear that, hey, he's a guy that he wants to win. But also, I think, too, the toll it takes on your body when you're getting double and triple teamed throughout your career. Even yesterday, he told the media that, yeah, he feels those aches and pains a little longer. How much do you think that is a factor as far as just kind of getting himself in shape and just kind of dealing with the everyday work it requires to just play at this high level. I think that's it exactly. I think there are two things that go on. Number one, the physical toll that playing NFL football takes, much less the playing NFL football at defensive tackle, the physical toll that comes along with that. Like you just mentioned, DMAC, this is somebody that's getting doubled, tripled, chipped on nearly every single play. And we see Aaron Donald, and he literally looks like the Incredible Hulk. He's a 300-pound guy with not an ounce of fat on him. He's fast. He's quick. He's strong. We see those hands move the way that they do. And you just assume that, oh, he's indestructible, that nothing could ever happen to him, that he just takes every snap and he goes 100 miles an hour and he gets to the quarterback and he's the best player at his position in the history of the league. Give him a gold jacket, live happily ever after. Yeah, right, but... That takes an incredible amount of physical work to look the way that he does, to be take care of the body the way that he does, to be lucky the way that he's been lucky as far as just avoiding major injuries. And that's only the physical component of it. That's not even taken into consideration the mental component of it, the mental component of trying to talk yourself into going and having a, a you know 75 four-second fist fights every Sunday. That, that's what his position is, and it takes a certain kind of guy, and he is that guy, but the mental strain that comes along with something like that, the, the knowing that your team is going to be successful or not, largely in part based on how you play and how you lead the team, is a great deal of responsibility, and he's worn that responsibility remarkably well through his early part of his Rams career, through his entire Rams career, and I don't think it's unnatural or uncommon or, or unusual to think about, you know what, maybe I don't want to do this. And then the other part clicks in and says, no, this is why I'm here. This is what I do. I'm very good at it. I got to try to maximize it while I can. So I think the ebb and flow of, am I going? Am I coming? Do I want to? Do I not want to? Is a pretty natural thing, even for somebody that's supernatural like Aaron Donald. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely on the money. I think you bring up him being the Incredible Hulk. Well, even the Incredible Hulk needed the Avengers to beat Thanos, right? You need some pieces around him to be able to have success and try to limit that damage, that physical toll it takes on him. But I think after those rumors started to swirl, even before the Super Bowl, the first thing I thought was, okay, this is a contract flex. This is a sure. negotiating tactic. And what happened? It's a new three-year, $95 million deal with $65 million in guarantees, $46.5 million guarantees 
guaranteed at signing. It has a no-trade clause. He was the first non-QB to eclipse the $30 million mark per season. So I think it was a lot had to do with that rework deal. How much do you think it was about the money for Donald, though, Trav? It's always about the money. You know, it, it, why wouldn't it? This is what they do for a living. They just, you know, you're about the money. I'm about the money. Everybody's about the money. We need to make sure that we can provide for the people that we're providing for. And especially when you're talking about in, in a sport like the NFL, money is equated with respect. Money is equated with value. And when you have a player like this, and I know that a lot of people tend to, oh, you know, well, yeah, disrespect me to the tune of $20 million or whatever it is. It's not what it is in this universe, that he is the first person to go over that is meaningful, that he does want more and he deserves more and he asks for more. I don't think there's any problem with it. I think everybody you know, wants to get the most that they possibly can in these situations, and I don't think Aaron Donald is any different, and I'm glad that they took care of him because seeing him play for somebody else would be peculiar. Seeing him play uh, not at all, still at the top of his game, would be peculiar, and I'm glad that it worked out. Yeah, no, I think absolutely. I think what I love what you said there is not just about the money, but it's about the respect. Sure. And I think that is what it comes down to for a lot of these athletes. They know they have generational wealth. They know they can get all the mansions, all the cars, but they also want the headlines knowing that you are the highest paid defensive player in the league. And I'm all for it. Hey, get that bag. Like Cat Williams said, make your paper go boo-boo. <laughs> I'm all about the players getting paid, especially if you're Aaron Donald. But we're going to talk about Aaron Donald's future with the Rams, and that's coming up on Locked on Rams. All right, first let me tell you, about our pals at Built Bar. You're looking for a delicious snack. I'm looking for a delicious snack. And if you're anything like me, you don't want all those sugar. You don't want all those calories. You need to get the best protein bar ever built. Built. You got to try it, right? If you're like me, you'll want to make better choices, right? As you get a little bit older, you need to make some different things. You can't just put all of the stuff in your body that only tastes good. You need stuff that also is very healthy for you. So this is where Built Bars and Built Puffs come in. Built Bars are healthy, <coughs> excuse me, and they taste amazing. They taste so good. You'll think they're actually, there's no way this is good for me. You got to try it for yourself. So what makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. They come in all sorts of delicious flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. I love the coconut almond. That's my favorite. And I don't know how they do it. Not really my problem. All I know is they taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Here's what we're talking about. 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now... You do not have to wait to get a box. A long time we've been saying, hey, go to built.com and you can order them. You still can do that. Or you can pick them up now at Walmart or Sands Club and you can still get all those specialty flavors at built.com. So if you're close to a Sands Club, run on in, grab a 13-bar box with the hit flavor brownie batter puff and churro puff, and you can absolutely thank me later. And welcome back to Locked on Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast every single day. Shout out to our everydayers. We're going to be breaking down the Rams schedule tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. But next, Travis, we're going to talk about the future for Aaron Donald and this Rams organization. So AD, he's committed to the Rams for two years. He'll have a choice of either retiring or returning for the final year of his contract and earning another $35 million. And if you look at the Rams, they're set up pretty nicely. This is a setup year for them. We, of course, know they have next to no cap this year. But next year, you could be looking at almost $60 million in cap space. You could have further developed rookies. Now, my question to you is, do you think AD is fully on board with this transitional year and then kind of go 
going after it for one more year before he calls it a career. Yeah, listening to him talk with uh, the media yesterday, and he mentioned, and, and Les Snead has mentioned before, that they had a conversation prior to the draft, and they spoke and talked about the fact that, you know, this is a roster that is being rebuilt. This is a team that is being, I think, remodeled is the the phraseology that uh, Les Snead had used. I don't think you have to be a football insider to think that this Rams team is probably, you know, not a Super Bowl contender as currently constructed. And a lot of things would have to happen for that to, to change in a short period of time. It, Aaron Donald has said, look, as long as you get me guys that care, I'm good with it. That, that That's what he said. Just find me guys that care about this and I can work with that. I think that's what he needs to see. If this team, they don't have to win 13, 14 games. They don't have to go to an NFC Championship game or a Super Bowl. They need to show improvement. They need to show development. They need to show talent. They need to show that this team is back on the track that it was a few years ago where you could see it coming. Now, maybe it hits. Maybe it doesn't. They did hit. They got close another time. They had some good years. I think that's going to determine whether or not he wants to stick around. If this is another year where the talent is still very thin, where they don't score a lot of points, where they don't win a lot of games, then maybe you start thinking about, hey, maybe you, you ring chase a little bit. Maybe you go back home to Pittsburgh and you try to find a spot in your hometown or whatever it may be. But I don't know if there's nothing left for him to do here other than win more. And if they're not set up to win more, I think that maybe retirement, spending time with family, playing somewhere else is certainly something that could cross his mind. So while this is a development year for the Rams collectively, I think it's also an important direct uh, uh, development year for Aaron Donald to see it with his own eyes to know that, hey, look, maybe 2023 isn't going to be great, but 2024 is an opportunity to be like most of my Rams career where we're competing for division, conference, and Super Bowl championships. Now, Travis, I'm a little shook because you just made me visualize Aaron Donald in another team's uniform <laughs> in that Pittsburgh Steelers black Looks and right, gold. doesn't it? I mean, you can kind of see it. You kind of can see it. Definitely can kind of see. It. I'm not gonna lie. He kind of. I was almost thinking of of uh, Cameron Hayward or someone like that. You know, like right. kind of in that look. But look, I think another point you bring up that I love is yeah, the fact that he did say just make sure that they care. That's another benefit you have from having Aaron Donald play around these rookies. The team's gonna have over 40 rookies on this team, and he's gonna establish the culture for the future. They can learn from him as well. I think Kobe Turner's a guy that can benefit from him. But I mean, I think you look at Aaron Donald's and you ask yourself why would someone like Aaron Donald, a walking statue, a walking first battle Hall of Famer, why would he want to just continue to take that beating and battle in the trenches for a bad team when he could possibly force his hand and get less need to engineer one of those deals where they don't get very much in return, but they get a little cap relief. Why do you do that? Well, that's because the Rams under Snead and McVay, they've proven they can build a championship yes. contender and they can do it very quickly. So I think they've sold him on the vision of, okay, we have to rebuild, we have to transition, but 2024, we are going to go all in once again and try to win another ring. And I think that is one of the benefits of winning it all. When you win it yes. all, you gain that trust from your players to say, hey, we are a proven commodity. But another question I want to ask you too is just about his legacy because I think when it comes to Aaron Donald, he's not a player that really shows his cards. I mean, he keeps things close to the vest. I mean, how important is this to him? But if you look at his resume, it's unbelievable. Super Bowl champion, three-time defensive player of the year, 2010 All-Decades team, seven-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, won the Rookie of the Year in 2014. Like I said before last year, only missed two games. Now, how important do you think his legacy is in, 
as far as, hey, not wanting to wear another team's uniform, wanting to be with the Rams his whole career, and wanting to win one more Super Bowl title so that, hey, I can say I am the best defensive player. I am better than Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor and some of these other guys that came before him. Yeah, I, I think that that kind of thing is very individual. I think that it depends on the person that you're talking about. You, you just mentioned it, Mac, and I think it's a good point. Aaron Donald doesn't talk a ton. I don't think we know who he is really other than a great football player and a really good teammate. That These sorts of things, how important are they to him? Because, look, this is the NFL. Tom Brady played on another team. Peyton Manning played on another team. Joe Montana played on another team guys don't stay in one spot for their entire career even the very best players in football tend to go to other teams towards the end of their career now there are exceptions to that obviously maybe it is important to him to be kind of the like you said the walking statue to be the guy that was part of this Rams team that came back to Los Angeles, went to a couple of Super Bowls, won one, and be the guy when you think about the you know Rams, the LA Rams 2.0, the first person you think of is Aaron Donald. The first coach we're going to think of is Sean McVay. Like this, how, how important is that to him? I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows I, because he keeps that kind of stuff close to the vest. But if he wants to do something else, I, I wouldn't be surprised by it because that's kind of what everybody in this league does. Once Tom Brady put on a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform, once Peyton Manning decided to leave Indianapolis, it's just like, okay, this is the league and this is the way it goes. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. This is life in the NFL. Yeah, I think you got me there. You got me there. I think I mean, Michael Jordan wearing a Wizards jersey. I mean, we have plenty of examples, but I don't think he has anything else to improve to anyone. I think he's absolutely no. cemented his a legacy in every single way. I mean, he's such a unique player. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I watch prime Lawrence Taylor every single week. I've seen plenty of highlights. I've watched plenty of games and Reggie White and guys like that. But for me, he's the best defensive player that I've ever seen. Sure. I mean, we're talking about a defensive tackle that has a 20-pack, okay? He's just not... <laughs> normal i mean if the aliens came down we were faced with mass extinction unless we have one <laughs> nfler go against them i'm going with aaron donald i think the, he's yeah, the first he's... pick to defend the earth from extinction <laughs> there's no question about it to me he's like prime shaquille o'neal in the nba getting double and triple team so i don't think he has anything to prove for his legacy and like you said i mean no. it could actually help him to go to another team and win a Super Bowl to try to continue to enhance and cement that legacy even further. But I'm just hoping he can make one more run with the Rams. But coming up next on the final segment, we're going to discuss the Rams defense and the players around Aaron Donald in 2023. That's coming up on Locked on Rams. Thanks again for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. And for you everydayers, tomorrow on the show, we are all over the release of the NFL schedule. We do know one Ram game for sure. We know that the Rams are going to be in New York on New Year's Eve, taking on the Giants. No exact time on that one yet, but the Rams will be ringing in the New Year in Times Square. So make sure you're with us on the next edition of Locked on Rams. In our final segment, we're going to talk about where this Rams defense stands heading into this season, the pieces around Aaron Donald. And Travis, if you look at this defense, I mean, it does not look like the defense that won the Super Bowl a few no. years ago. Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, Leonard Floyd, Nick Scott, Greg Gaines, they're all bye-bye. Other than bringing back Coleman Shelton, they didn't do anything in free agency. The only full-time starters that are back are Donald and Ernest Jones. From the cornerback position, you got Kobe Durant, Darian Kendrick, hopefully Rochelle can 
can step up. Michael Hoy kind of emerged late last season. We know Jordan Fuller, he started in 2021, but he dealt with injuries last year. They draft Byron Young and Kobe Turner. Just what's your overall assessment of this Rams defense heading into the season, Trav? Well, it's funny. As you go through those names, D-Mac, I, I think the, the biggest thing that jumps out at you is you when you're listening guys like Bobby Wagner and Jalen Ramsey and even Leonard Floyd and guys like Sebastian Joseph Day going back a little further, Greg Gaines along the way, these were guys that Sean Robinson, the, these are not guys that you just say, well, maybe it's you knew what you were going to get. These were NFL guys that had NFL pedigrees and you had a pretty good idea that they were going to land somewhere in where their NFL averages were the other group of names you mentioned specifically those guys in the secondary the the fullers and the rochelles and the kendricks and these sorts of guys and some of the guys that they just drafted some of the undrafted free agents that they've signed along the way these are all well maybes and that's the biggest difference between this defense and the defense that we've seen with aaron donald over the last few seasons whether it was michael brockers and dominican sue Corey littleton Corey, you know uh matthews or weddle these were NFL Talib and Peters. They were NFL players that you knew what you're getting. Now it's Aaron Donald. You know exactly what you're getting. And then everything else is, yeah, let's hope that this works out. That's the biggest difference now that as good as Aaron Donald is, the other 10 guys out there on the field with them come with a series of question marks. Doesn't mean that they're not going to be good players. It means we don't know yet. And I think that's the big challenge for Raheem Morris. That's the challenge for Aaron Donald to really kind of lead that new group because it is filled with question marks. Yeah, when you lay it out like that, it just there's the reality is we just don't know. I almost feel bad for trying to get a draft grade out of you a few weeks ago because <laughs> look, it's an exercise in futility. You just don't know. There are a bunch of IPO stocks, and you just yep. ha don't know how they're going to pan out. And I think the inexperience, the lack of proven commodities on this defense, it is going to be rough at the beginning. But really, the payoff hopefully is you do hit on a couple of these guys. You can find some starters for the future, and then the better you do this year, the more starters you find, the less you have to invest in players in the offseason. You can use that cap space for more proven commodities and try to take some big swings at some free agents. But yeah, if you look at this roster around Aaron Donald, I mean, I can't think of in recent memory a player of this stature that is open to a rebuild like this, where he really is just the guy. I'm almost, it's like if, if you combine Shohei Otani and Mike Trout on the Angels, and then he's surrounded really by not very much. And we, there was a lot I of think talk you just about. Describe the Angels. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And they are doing better this season, but of course, we know you got to root for them to do poorly so they can trade Shohei. But yeah, yeah I mean, I think if you look at Aaron Donald last season, I mean, this, his numbers, of course, were nothing like they were in 2021. But yeah, he is very open to this rebuild. I just think we're going to see who established themselves early on. I mean, I would be very curious to find out how many of these names that Aaron Donald even knows. I mean, there was a lot of talk about the Rams jerseys and what that patch was for. Well, apparently it's the hello, my name is patch, and they're going <laughs> to try to find out who these guys are. But yeah, I mean, what, do you, what are your thoughts on just the willingness of Donald to kind of take on this task of being such an established player around all these unproven commodities? I, I think you mentioned it earlier. I think it's trust. And I, I think it's trust in Les Snead. I think it's trust in Sean McVay. I think it's trust in Raheem Morris. They have proven, and, and, and it's not a, a, you know, trust me on this, take my word for it. It's look at what I've done. We have taken this team before from where it was when it came back to Los Angeles eight years ago when Jeff Fisher came in, and they were dreadful, and they were boring, and there was very little thing to look at and say, oh, that's going to turn around. And then Sean McVay came in, and the combination of him and Les Snead 
have proven they can build it and they can build it fast. So when they say to Aaron Donald, hey, give us some time, trust us to put a good team around you, trust us to get this figured out, it's not an unreasonable request. It's, 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 a, it's a very likely result that they're going to figure this out. Nothing's guaranteed in this league. It's super difficult. It's very unpredictable. But they seem to have an idea of how to build teams. And to go to Aaron Donald and say, give us a chance to build another one. We did it once. We can do it again, I think is a reasonable request. And I think that's why he's willing to do it. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely on the money there. And also, too, I think that's why they're going to harken back to the previous generations of Rams football where you get the sure. offense going once again. I want to see those 54 to 51 Rams versus Chiefs type scores and just kind of outscore opponents. But also, I kind of worry about the wear and tear against Aaron Donald for the next season. So hopefully they can keep him healthy and hopefully he can be productive for the entire year. But they've got a beast in AD, and I hope that, hey, at the very least, he can stay healthy and really put himself in a position to get one more Rams before he hangs him up with L.A. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams. That man to your left is Mr. Travis Rogers, the Rams pre-half and post-game show host. You can follow him at Travis Rogers. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore L.A. And until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams house.